Welcome to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're gonna put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, Associate Producer and Starista's Creative Copy Manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges of the market, but also have a little fun along the way. In this episode, Vincent Neje talked to Sasha Mirchoff, Vice President of Operations at Ad Colony. He explores rewarded video, privacy, and other elements of the future of mobile marketing. He also explains the nuances of being a gamer. AJ has his hands full, and Vincent is curious about Flag Day. Give it a listen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I, of course, am your crazy host, Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista. Starista, I've never heard of them. Yeah, you have. We are an identity marketing company. We have our own B2B data, our own B2C data. With that data, we help companies take in their first party data, enhance it, enrich it, model it. Let's get you some new customers who can't use those right now, right? Email marketing, display, OTT, CTV. We have our own DSP, Adster. Check it out. Email me, Vincent at starista.com. I always say it, that's how confident I am in our service. I just gave you my email address. I'm sure I'm gonna get 9,800 emails from you. So thank you, happy to be here with me as always, which even makes me even happier. My CEO, my commander in chief here at Starista. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ? Hey, Vincent, just trying to keep it together today. Both the kids are at house at the house and uh, I don't know what happened, but the uh, daycare apparently was off today. So we are, uh, we have our hands full, but uh, pandemic realities, right? I hear you. I know those daycare centers, I feel like even my son's school, they just get like random holidays off or random days off. I'm like, who gets flag day off? What does that even mean? Who gets flag day off? But apparently, uh, you know, my son's school does. Shout out to Tribeca Community School. Give me a discount. You guys are really expensive. <laughs> anyway, oh, but it's, you know, a great way to keep our spirits up, our surrounding ourselves with guests, amazing guests. We always have great guests here on the Marketing Stir. Thank you for listening out there, ladies and gentlemen. I would love to welcome in my next guest. I hope he's not too tired because he is a new dad for the second time, and we really appreciate him spending some time with us. The Vice President of Operations from Ad Colony, ladies and gentlemen, Sasha Mirchov. What's going on, Sasha? Hi, thanks. It's good to be here. Did I get it right? I got the last name right? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you did. You know, I, pri- I pride myself on that because uh, Pietra Fessa is a doozy. My two sons are going to have some trouble with that. I just learned how to spell it about three years ago. AJ just learned the proper, uh, you know, way to say my last name a couple of days ago. Took him, you know, but it happens. It happens. It's uh, it's a long last name. Sasha, thank you so much for being here. First off, congratulations on your little girl. Uh, that's amazing. And, you know, uh, thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, how's it been? <laughs> how's your last uh, five weeks been? 
Oh my God. Um, uh, well, let me tell you, today I feel great. Yesterday was horrible. The day before uh, <laughs> yesterday, I feel great again. So it's uh, ups and downs. I hear you. I know. But it's, it's, it's overall, I mean, we're very happy. We, we, uh, we love uh, the little one. So. Of course, I know. I, uh, as people know, maybe on the podcast, I have a, a six-month-old and he's an adorable little angel during the day. At night, he turns into like, you know, the devil, a, a demon seed because he's not the best sleeper. I'm actually sleeping out in my living room. My wife and I are sleeping out there. It's not because she kicked me out of the, you know, the room and I'm sleeping on the couch. It's just because I'm in the, uh, it's, the room, New York City, yay. <laughs> Sasha, please for the audience there, tell people what, you know, and who Ad Colony is. Sure, um, so Ad Colony is, a, the best way to explain it, it's a mobile video uh, network. Um, we are a technology platform that uh, services uh, developers and brands on, on one side, and uh, 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 for their user acquisition and brand and awareness needs. Um, and as a sort of media space, we have some 15,000 uh, applications uh, and mobile websites. So it's a two-sided market, uh, uh, demand on one side and supply on the other. And we are a technology stack in between. And tell us about your role specifically there, I believe you are our first, uh, you know, guest within the operations space. So tell us about, you know, what you do there as the VP of operations. Sure. Um, so I think operations are a little bit, when it comes to advertising technology in general, operations, uh, there could be always, we could always put and say advertising operations in addition to the opera, uh, uh, operations part of the title. And, um, in, in, in our case, what it means, and it's a little bit different than other ad tech companies, um, my, the team and I handle everything after the sales finishes their work. So sales um, uh, sell, they uh, bring advertisers over, they sign contracts, and uh, the moment the sales uh, are finished, they're handing over those clients to uh, uh, my team. That means account management, uh, client services, but also uh, narrowly defined operations, meaning loading everything up, running you know, uh, campaigns, campaign management, et cetera, as well as uh, managing our uh, uh, publishers. So uh, pretty much almost everything uh, but the sales process, right? So that's, uh, that's what the team and I are doing. And Sasha, how did you get into this marketing ad tech space to begin with? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I am originally from Serbia. I came to San Francisco to do my MBA back in 2002. Uh, and uh, after I finished, uh, I was actually on my last leg. I was working on uh, my thesis and I, uh, audit a class uh, where it was, a, it was a speaker who was working for a digital advertising agency at the time. I was thinking of going into uh, research, market research, but then uh, I got introduced to this new thing uh, of you know, digital sort of advertising and um, I, I started working for them. So uh, for a long time, I was in an in in advertising agency sort of space, 
but uh, uh, very quickly I realize the agencies don't scale uh, and uh, the agencies are far removed from a good technology. So I decided to go into ad tech uh, and uh, very quickly from, uh, uh, you know, focusing on desktop, I refocused on mobile. Uh, so I started with that colony uh, under a different name. Uh, there's been a lot of acquisitions and um, mergers since. Uh, uh, I started with this company uh, seven plus uh, years ago. So uh, very relatively early uh, when, you know, the, the smartphones are kind of taking off. So, um, and then uh, from a customer service, I, I went into operations. That's uh, pretty much it. So it's like you've been in the industry for uh, quite a while now. So you've yes. seen the ups and downs. What do you think is kind of the latest uh, trend in the industry or what are some of the things that you see happening today that are new and exciting? Oh, well, um, the what's really happening today is the opposite of new and exciting. I think that's perhaps the most important hallmark of advertising technology sort of uh, uh, today, uh, it's consolidation, right? We're having uh, companies in, in the market uh, consolidating uh, left and right. We have the dominance of the big technology companies. Uh, they're uh, sucking up most of uh, digital advertising dollars. Um, so it's actually, it's a, it's a tricky thing to find something new and exciting. If you look at where the venture capital is going these days, it's not ad tech companies, it's everything but, right? Um, but one thing that excites me, and this is what I think uh, is the next frontier, uh, it's audio ads, uh, podcasts uh, is a new sort of medium. Uh, that's why this is very exciting uh, to, 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 to be in one and, and to talk to you guys about it. Um, I think we've been competing for eyeballs for so long. Uh, screens are everywhere. Our first, second, third screen, et cetera, right? Uh, your visual processing sort of uh, uh, part of brain consumes some 30% of your uh, uh, information processing capacity com uh, if, in comparison to your audio sort of that's, that takes maybe three. So I think, I think the audio part is un, un, untapped uh, uh, when it comes to our attention. I'm a big avid user of audiobooks. Uh, it, it, I, I burn through a book every couple of days. It kind of, uh, it, it's tremendously rewarding. Uh, I, I listen to podcasts and I think more and more people are kind of uh, uh, doing the same. You can, you can walk, you can drive, you can do other things uh, as you kind of consume content. Um, and it's undeveloped uh, 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 or underdeveloped. The whole sort of audio ad market is underdeveloped. Uh, it's, it's hard to transact them programmatically. There's measurement issues, there's standardization issues. So I really think that uh, the next uh, uh, big, uh, maybe not, as big as what happened to the smartphones, right? But the next sort of interesting frontier is going to be audio ads, and maybe down the line, some augmented reality or virtual reality. But that's that's far down the road. And Sasha, you actually just kind of nice segue into what I wanted to ask you. You know, you being in the mobile advertising technology industry, what is the situation you've been hearing about the iOS 14 and its changes? Right. Oof, that's a big one. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Apple is, uh, 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 Apple's big strategic bet for the, you know, future is privacy, right? And, um, 
uh, the way the, the, the mobile marketing works today, uh, Apple, of course, Android as well, uh, have this uh, piece of code. It's called uh, uh, Advertising ID or IDFA. And um, it's basically this, 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 this number that uh, applications can access. It's, it's, a, it's a, almost like a cookie. I'm kind of going really broad, just to, assuming that the, the audience may not know what it is. It's almost like a cookie in a desktop right? So you grab this information, you can read it, and based on that, you identify a user, you can retarget, um, you can do everything that you would do uh, 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 with the cookie, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's, and it's, it's a hallmark of, of user acquisition for mobile uh, uh, space. It, it's necessary for a company, if you're a game, and you're, you're acquiring users, you're running your marketing, you want to know your ROS, uh, uh, you uh, return on your ads, your uh, backend metrics, etc. you need to know where you got that user, how much money you spent to get them, uh, and what they're doing um, within the app, right? And for all that, you, you need to have some kind of a unique identifier. That's this idea of pay. Well, right now you can say, I don't want to be tracked, but in order to do that, you got to walk into the app, into the settings. It's buried way deep. With the iOS 14, they're bringing it way up to the front. Basically, once you update your phones and one, this iOS 14 is, is, is out right now, if I'm not mistaken, but the, the, this particular feature has been postponed to next year. And what it does is once you have that feature, once, once that update is, uh, once your phone is updated with that specific update, you open any app that you open, it will prompt you uh, uh, with, the, with the question, do you want to be tracked or not? And predictions are that some 80% of the people will say, no, I don't want to be tracked. If you say no, idea phase is zero out and the entire you know <laughs> the, the, the entire segments of the industry are now scrambling to find a way to what happens then what do i do how do you know how do i target how do i retarget how do i suppress um how do i track my user what did they do and, and, and so it's it's a it's a big sort of change so that's the broad one there's one more narrow one that, uh, uh, for those who are in uh, uh, mobile advertising space they're going to appreciate this a apple is re uh, uh, shaping the structure of the industry by now segmenting the entire industry into three tiers publishers the end sort of the content creator right uh, in a way, not content creator, but the place where the content is being served, right? The media that's, that's creating the media space that's now being sold. The network, the advertising network, which is in, 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 in this case, us. And Apple App Store, that's it. Or the, the, uh, uh, or the, the, the uh, new sort of uh, uh, SCAD uh, network, uh, as they call it. So those three sort of segments are the only so those three types of companies are the only one who are going to be getting signals from Apple when a download happens, right? Right now you have the entire industry built around mo uh, mobile measurement, sort of mobile measurements. Uh, we have uh, uh, a number of companies that are dominating the space. Uh, there are, you know, Apps Flyers, Kachalas, uh, those who are in the space will know those names. Apple is re re changing that. They're saying, no, we're, you're not going to be the, the arbiter of truth. We are taking that role. And then we let these two types of companies, the networks and the publisher, know that what is the truth. So the entire industry now needs to rethink, like, how do we communicate? Like, what's now they're putting us in a place where we now have to kind of redistribute that information. And it's, it's really turning everything upside down. Uh, and I'm not, it's not far to 
uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say it's very, we really don't know. <laughs> yeah. We know how to do it, but we don't know what it means once it happened. We, 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 we're retooling everything, but once this goes live, and that's the reason they postponed this update, because once it go live, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, I know. It seems like, you know, between that and between the uh, cookies going away, it seems like there's really you know, limitations on what advertising organizations and marketing technology companies will start being able to do, right? So it's, uh, yeah, no, I know it's it's crazy. I, I want to stay on kind of the, the video side because, mm -hmm. you know, you're a very unique guest for us here in that area. I wanted to talk and ask you some questions about rewarded video advertising. Sure. You know, and uh, you know, talk a little bit about that, what that is, and also you know, maybe some of the taboos surrounding it. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, rewarded video, which is one of our sort of, you know, most popular products, is a, it's a very simple mechanics. It's basically uh, uh, an advertiser's video that is shown to a user uh, as they are progressing through through the app, accessing content, playing a game. And it's a transaction where we say, look, you have reached a point where you either want some additional content that's behind the wall or you want to move on with your game or you lost a life and we will replenish that. But in return, watch our, our, our you know, advertisers uh, video from start to finish, right? Um, and it's a, again, it's a very simple mechanics. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a micro transaction that happens between us, advertiser, the game and the gamer or the, the, the user. Um, and uh, it's tremendously successful in promoting uh, certain sort of uh, uh, types of content. So for example, you, if you advertise a game to gamer, it's a, it's a no brainer. They it's an attentive audience. They're already playing a game. We know what they like. Here's another game. Um, we would never incentivize anyone to actually go and download the game. They're only, again, micro-incentivized to kind of just sit with that, that, with that video. And that has been working great for user acquisition from the day one. And there was never any taboos, right? Because uh, uh, developers, especially their, their mobile only or mobile first, uh, their business is the, their app. And they have a very, very strict metrics of whether they're making money off of the users they're generating from us or not, right? And if they are, they're spending more. And if they're not, they're moving away. So you're either succeeding or you're not based on real results in the bank. The taboo is with the brands and uh, uh, advertisers who have brand and awareness type of needs, right? And the taboo goes like this. Well, I don't want to pay someone to watch my video. That's kind of kind of, it, it, it rings counterintuitive. It's almost like, you know, um, you know, anyone would watch video for money, quote unquote, right? Um, but that's really not, not the case. It, 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 it's not the case, and, and, and there, we have a lot of research on our website to show that's not the case, because what's happening here, we are assisting, a brand is assisting a user in accessing content, in moving on with their game, by asking them to spend six seconds or so watching uh, high quality content. Uh, high quality ads, uh, we make sure that that, 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 that is always, uh, 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 you know, uh, as best, as, as good as, as they get. And what we are actually finding is that users have a good opinion of the, the brands that, that come along, uh, even though sometimes it might look as an interruption, but they, they, they kind of push them forward 
in their uh, use of the uh, application. So um, our biggest sort of push right now, as far as uh, our own advertising and PR goes, is to kind of educate the, the, the brands basically around this, uh, the positive impact such rewarded video has on their um, potential customers. Sasha, I'm sure you're familiar with companies like LiveRamp that uh, do first party onboarding, yes. right? Yep, yep. So with the kind of uh, going back to the iOS changes, how do you think uh, companies are going to be able to uh, get their data uh, uploaded for targeting, whether it's video or other platforms? Oof. Uh, that's, I don't know, $10 billion question. Um, <laughs> Well, and I, 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 again, every other change that happened so far, we were, you know, while I was, you know, with, uh, for example, at Colony, we would have very good sort of opinion. Uh, and in this particular case, we, not only that it's very hard to form an opinion, it's also, we're very cautious not to disseminate opinions. They're, they're, they're contrary to what actually happens for a number of reasons. Um, uh, but if I'm to kind of look at the crystal ball uh, and project what's what's going to happen when this uh, 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 change is, is, is in effect, um, for, for a while, it's going to be business as usual. And a lot of companies that we are talking to are actually bank, uh, betting on business as usual continuing for some time, right? Uh, the opt-in rates may not be as high as, as, as we are predicting, right? Uh, or, I'm sorry, opt-out rates, opt-out opt from, from, there's going to be a lot of uh, um, legacy uh, uh, information that can be uh, used. And even if the uh, IDFAs are out, uh, companies, the data providing companies will piece data, uh, data points together. It's going to be more of a fingerprinting than uh, in, in probabilistic matching rather than using a single piece of information and then deterministic sort of matching. Um, so it's, uh, it's in, in a way, the, the best way to put it is that I think that the, the industry will kind of regress a little bit. They will go back to the old days of, well, we have the IP and we have the device age and we have all these other pieces that we can use that we, which makes us still relevant um, that's, uh, that's going to work for, 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 for some time, for sure. Um, at least in the beginning and maybe, you know, past the, you know, uh, uh, some, 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 some more deep, uh, more, uh, past the, because, uh, 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 adoption rate of any sort of, uh, uh, iOS update or OS update kind of follows a certain curve. It starts high and kind of plateaus, but at some point, everyone's on it, right? So up until that point, uh, some, some of that sort of business as usual will, will be okay. Fingerprinting uh, uh, might work uh, uh, for some companies uh, for, some, for, 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 for time after that. Um, the problem with fingerprinting, and, and this is the big, big unknown, the way Apple is phrasing all these questions now is it, it, it kind of gives, leaves them room to treat so for example, if they're gonna say, well, do you wanna be tracked? I'm, I'm paraphrasing uh, uh, the, the, the prompts right now, but just for the sake of illustration, they can say, do you wanna be tracked by this app? Instead of, do you wanna be, do you want this app to use your IDFA? That's a very different, two very different sort of questions. And if they go with the first one, 
and you say no, Apple has full right to come back at you and say, hey, you can't fingerprint. There's no tracking whatsoever, right? Period. They just told you so, right? It doesn't matter that we're zeroing out IDFA and, and all that stuff. That's just a subset of you know, your tracking, tracking capabilities, but the user said no completely, right? So, um, and so, so that, those are bad news, right? They're not bad news. That's, that, those are two, two, two ways of things that things might kind of proceed after this update. They may not be feasible for long run. One, one uh, uh, um, a positive change that we might expect is that the creative will become important again. Uh, those of us in a, in, a, in a digital space have known for a long time that creative really matters less than how you use media. Like, is, are your, is your algorithm good? Right? Do you have the right audience? Like, that's, that, that mattered much more from the early days, especially now, rather than am I showing them the right message, really, really the right message? That, and I think that's going to change. I think tailoring good, create, excited ads, creative ads, um, enticing ads, like thinking creatively in that department will become important again, rather than just doing your data science. And Sasha, do you have any uh, strong feelings on the uh, IP address as a replacement? Um, IP, IP, I think that's, it's going to remain uh, available. Uh, it's tricky, right? Uh, especially in a mobile space because uh, we sh if you're on, 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 a, on a cellular sort of network, you're sharing IPs with the who, uh, that's not my forte, so I might say something that's, that's, <laughs> but, you know, there's going to be, you're, 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 you're going to be connected to a particular sort of um, uh, network at the point, and there's going to be a shared IP. So a lot of us living in the same vicinity, we have the same IP and whatnot. Um, but I think for foreseeable future, any piece of information that, that's available will become that much more important, right? And how you use it, how you pair it, what, what, what statistical sort of methods you put in place to determine is that really that person is going to be that much more important. And Sasha, what we talk about a lot on the marketing stir is really getting into the nitty gritty on some marketing objectives, right? And marketing initiatives and techniques that you're using. Can you share with us and the listeners some marketing initiatives that Ad Colony uses that really helps? And uh, also to that, some of your tech stack, you know, some of the, maybe some of the vendors that you work with that really help you out just to let the people out there know what's working. Um, okay, so just to kind of go back to the first question, um, what's what Ad Colony does as far as marketing to kind of how do we how do we how do we put our message out there, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the, the, the first part of the question? Yes. Um, okay. Um, it's we are a B two B company, right? Our clients, our businesses, and in uh, and, 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 and they're this part of the industry that that has been consolidated for a while now talking about advertising agencies, their media sort of buying arms. So we more or less know all our customers. What we don't, so the, 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 when we do marketing, who we communicate to are not the media buyers and planners, right? That we also sell to, but we are trying to kind of go a couple of steps beyond that and talk to the brand executives. 
and that's why our it's important uh, for us to talk about uh, the reward video and all that kind of stuff because ultimately we were trying to change their minds. Uh, to do that, there's two things. I mean, it really, uh, I would say I'm not in a marketing department, but uh, we we are all part of this effort to kind of put the put the content out there. And I can tell you that content, us producing content, us doing the research, figuring things out is absolutely number one thing. That's that really what our uh, uh, target audience matters. Um, and the second thing is uh, the channel that we use to kind of disseminate and it's really LinkedIn. It's kind of things have gotten down to like two very simple steps. Uh, third uh, thing that, that, that used to be very sort of uh, um, uh, popular for us is participating in various competitions of sorts, uh, reward sort of ceremonies, right? Um, a little bit, uh, you know, self-serving if you ask me, but nevertheless kind of gets the message out there, at least among the, you know, within the industry. Uh, but it's really producing quality content and then reaching this audience uh, on platforms where we, we, we're certain that they're actually seeing it, which is, uh, which is like that. And and are you were you doing a lot in uh, you know webinars? You said content, but you're producing. Are we producing webinars? Were you going to trade shows in the past? Was that a big piece of your business? And if it was, you know, what are some of the plans moving forward? Good, good. Uh, so we we haven't done webinars until recently. I think this this whole pandemic and inability to be at the trade show kind of prompted us to start doing uh, 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 webinars. And we did, we did a few just recently on, on this topic of iOS 14. Um, but that doesn't mean that we were very busy going to trade shows. Uh, our, we, we did have people going to trade shows, but we were not necessarily participating by having a booth. Uh, sponsorships were something that we were doing, uh, if it's an industry specific, right? Um, but. Uh, but nevertheless, the pandemic kicks in and everybody's now on Zoom and we're now, hey, okay, well, and I'll tell you something. I've been, I've been participating, I've been going to trade shows before and after pandemic and of course after it's all online. And I got to tell you, it's, I've, I'm much more comfortable, not just comfortable, I think I get a lot more done by going to an online trade show and then uh, uh, methodically just texting people that I they're there by reading what they're about and being like, Hey, do you want to have 15 minute conversation and then doing some scheduling then in the past trying to do this all sort of in person. And then you don't know, am I, where are we supposed to have drinks? Or if I schedule 15 minutes and leave after 15 minutes, will the person get, you know, it's, I think it's a little bit more effective. Um, so I think we're kind of, uh, we're thinking about, about doing this, uh, the, the, in-person stuff a little bit more in-person in-person quote-unquote on zoom um, yeah yeah we do a lot of that where like i always have my camera on any call that i have just to still feel that uh, connection with people we we were big conference people setting up meetings but also me being in new york city and you the same in, in san francisco it's so easy to have just you know go to someone's office and meet with them. But we find that we're getting along fine with the virtual, but. Yes, my sales team, however, I gotta tell you, my sales team is probably, they were devastated when this mm. pandemic kicked in. They did not know what to do. Um, and 
I have a feeling they're still figuring things out. So for, 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 for the type of business that needs to be sell in person, this is a problem. Um, the, however, you know, pushing out the messagings uh, that needs to change people's minds, that doesn't require sort of direct selling. I think we're, we're doing okay. Got it. Over to you, AJ. Ah, I lost track of the questions here. <laughs> uh, so, Sasha, this is kind of a staple question we ask all of our podcast guests, and it's a, a one that uh, I think we haven't uh, missed any. So, what we like to ask is, I'm sure you get a lot of LinkedIn messages, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, what is a LinkedIn message that uh, really gets your attention, and then? What's one that's like a pet peeve that you really can't stand? All right, that's, this, is, this, is, this is very good. It kind of, you know, ties to what we just talked about. So, uh, my, you know, my, my, my messaging part of, you know, my LinkedIn account has exploded. I'm sure everybody's feeling the same thing. You know, there's people or people are reaching out. Uh, I, I, I got to say, I really hope my, my sales folks don't do, do that uh, the way most people do. So in my opinion, I think what used to be sort of, uh, uh, I, would, I would get excited to get a message uh, for, you know, on LinkedIn because, it, you know, somebody wanted to talk to me that I'm not talking to already. It was always uh, meaningful. That's a change. That's changed. Definitely. I'm getting very, very loosely targeted uh, emails, uh, auto-generated content, all kind of stuff. And I fear that it will, um, it will, it just, it will, it will, it will, um, it, the messaging part becomes, uh, something that I'm avoiding. I have, I have, I've, I've, I've used to go in and I would say, no, you know, people offer me something that I'm not interested in and I would actually take time to say, no, thank you. I'm not interested and I'm not doing it. I'm just, I'm not even uh, 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 friending, you know, whatever, accepting connections, uh, just letting things kind of sit there unanswered. Um, so that's, um, that's the, that I, 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 I have not encountered a good message to be completely honest. Uh, I mean, of course, a few were, were very sort of to the point where you, they've researched what we're doing and they made it relevant. I've passed it on and we, so it's relevance is, 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 is really, and it's going to become even more important now that, that, that the, the, the space is getting cluttered. Um, but um, so that's, Unfortunately, not a, not a, not a lot of uh, uh, you know good examples to share. By at least personally, right? I haven't encountered much. But um, I and, and, and but I do have something else that I meant and when meant to 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 wanted to mention when it comes to LinkedIn. Um, I think it's still it's still the crucial sort of tool for, for, for B2B communication period. And it, and, and, and this, this messaging becomes cluttered and until LinkedIn builds a tool that's going to allow you to kind of filter and kind of make it more, because it, it, there's a potential to connect through messaging, right? I even think that the way they're doing it right now, it's very difficult to like block a user. It's like you can mute someone. It's like, there's needs tools needs to be built around it. Right. Until that happens, I think um, getting a message, to your, uh, not only getting a message out to your prospective clients, but receiving good messages uh, uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a someone who, who, you know, so me as a sort of like a target, I realized that it became important for me 
to keep my feed clean, right? To, to, and and, and um, to unfollow those who are, so it's almost like, I think making your content relevant, content that you're posting on LinkedIn uh, is, 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 is important, but it's also important for us on the other side, the, the, the receivers of the message, to do our job in cleaning our feed and making sure that the, the good messages are not, because let me tell you something, there's one, there's one channel that I'm particularly uh, uh, excited about and have been for a while, uh, newsletters. So if I go on a, to a company's website, and they offer me to sign up to get more information about a company. I now, all, the, the companies are doing a great job of either producing relevant sort of newsletter content on, a, on an ongoing basis, or just simply letting me know when, when, when things, when something new happened. And I, I spend a good amount of time reading through my uh, inbox, including commercial messaging, because if I went there and I sign up, I am interested so as long as they're not barraging me with unbearable amount, if they're doing it in a way, like I really, email is become, in my opinion, it's, it became, kind of came back, right? It's a renaissance of email marketing. Um, now, LinkedIn is now going through the slump that where they need to figure things out, how they're going to come up on top, right? Uh, so cleaning your feet on LinkedIn uh, 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 would be uh, definitely um, one thing, uh, uh, to do and then at Pat Peeve, uh, I got to say this: uh, that not, not, nothing against uh, the, uh, the 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 guy, but um, there's been uh, there's still there's this uh, businessman out there, Gary Minerchuk. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the with the, with, the, mm. with the gentleman, uh, and apparently he's a very successful uh, businessman. Uh, he's a very successful uh, media personality. He has a lot of stuff out there. He has a lot of followers. Um, but frankly, I, in, in, he has a very particular style. He's very excited and, and to, always a little bit over overexcited in my opinion. And that pair with the stuff that he's talking about, which is mostly like a marketing business 101, I always thought it was kind of like, well, so much excitement about such a basic advice, a little bit off. And then at some point it exploded, right? It was all over my feet. Um, and I realized, and I, instead of just looking at what he's talking about, I started looking at like, who's liking this? Uh, who's, and then I, I kind of uh, 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 started unfollowing the people who were liking uh, Mr. Gary. And it helped me clean up my feet. So I'm not, that's not uh, an advice. Uh, you're asking about my pet peeve and that's why. And, and, and again, no one's fault. Gary, Gary, he calls himself Gary Vee. He might be a great person and a great businessman. And the information that he's sharing may be very relevant to some. It was not to me. And using him to kind of uh, uh, filter out my, um, to moderate my, my feed, actually. Uh, so I have I, 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 is an opportunity to say thank you to him and his. That, his that's um, great, Sasha. <laughs> I have similar feelings about Gary Vee's video but I have not weeded people out, but that, that is great. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the first I've heard. We've heard, I've heard there's other individuals uh, that if you follow, that, that's how they weed out, but that's, uh, that's not more in the business world. That's enough. <laughs> More, I, I, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's another, that, that's, you know, and that could be left to the imagination, whoever that would be, you know. Well, well, I, I think I saw Sasha's uh, profile photo is the Biden-Harris uh, 
picture. So I think uh, we can be more forthcoming here. So yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. to say, it's very, I don't, I, I don't see that a lot on LinkedIn and I debated with myself whether to, to put it out there, but um, you know, I've been, I, 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 I think today perhaps more, important than in any previous election is to be forthcoming and try to encourage people to actually uh, go out and vote. And again, go out and vote for anyone, but just do it. It's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we have, uh, we have listeners of all political views here on the marketing stir. But so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's what's great about this country. Plurals. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, Sasha, I want to get back to gamers. You know, it's an interesting topic. Are mobile gamers who we think they are, or is it a different demographic altogether? Now, I think gamers, I think teenagers or kids in, uh, you know, or, or adults in their parents' basement kind of playing, you know, these games. Dispel some of that for me. Sure, absolutely. So you're not, uh, uh, that's, that's not an incorrect sort of uh, <laughs> a portrayal of a gamer, but that's, there's a, there's a term in the industry, it's called a hardcore game. Right? Hardcore gamer. Gamers are usually uh, skewing male and younger, right? Uh, I don't know about the basements. We don't ask that question. <laughs> but, Do you live in your mother's basement? So, um, so, 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 so yes, um, uh, uh, hardcore gamers perhaps, uh, but even, even that sort of uh, uh, portrait of a gamer is inaccurate because it's much more gender balanced than, than, than what we think and much less skewing so young as, as we think. Um, but uh, what's important about the mobile gamers is that they come in, in, in all shapes and sizes and actually the dominant kind of mobile gaming right now is called uh, casual, it's an industry term, right? Uh, and hyper casual. They, it's similar, but they know to different types of games, but uh, 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 in, 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 in short sort of, you know, terms, it's, um, uh, you, it's not, game gaming is not so much a part of your identity. It's something that you do when you're, uh, you know, uh, on a transit, uh, sitting on a toilet, whatever, right? Yeah, there's, there's multiple places where you, and, and uh, there's, a, uh, that demographic is actually skewing female and skewing uh, older, older, um, it, 35 plus 40 plus right so basically very different than um the the what you described right mm -hmm. the, the, this typical archetypical sort of uh, uh, uh gamer we we're talking about um and very uh very diverse in terms of their interest very diverse in, in terms of their uh, uh education diverse in terms of their income uh it covers a lot of ground a lot of people are gaming and even more so today as they're stuck in their homes than before. Um, so it's really, uh, uh, it's an opportunity when we talk to our you know, brands and our clients, um, it's really an opportunity to reach a lot of, like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mistake to, to, to uh, exclude gamer based on these uh, inaccurate sort of ideas that we have, right? Mm -hmm. A really diverse audience and very engaged with their brands, yeah. And and speaking of uh, gaming, you know, are are you into gaming? Uh, I know you're into you know, reading, uh, listening to books. As am I. What you know? What are some of your interests? Uh, no, I'm not into gaming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> I. I would. 
I, I used to be, when I was younger, I was a, a big fan of, uh, uh, you know, uh, role uh, playing games and strategies back in the day. Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike, it's interesting. It's been around for like almost like 20 years now. And I remember, and it didn't change much. So I'm, I'm a big sort of Counter-Strike fan or, and was a big uh, Counter-Strike player in the, uh, back in the day. Uh, but I haven't, I think games are not, the good ones require time, which I uh, have less of. Uh, uh, you know, lately, and uh, the the ones that don't require time are, are bad. That's my uh, honest opinion. And, and, and I kind of my boss will probably tell me like, why are you, you know, pooping on your uh, uh, supply? But uh, it's games are it's they're getting standardized. It's the same topic, just uh, differently kind of wrapped up. So so that's it's it, then it's a, it's a really a great uh, thing when you have a game like uh, Fortnite that comes along, changes the universe completely, you know, or creates a universe, changes the gaming completely, et cetera, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a busy, it's a busy market and there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, copy, co copycats of copycats of copycats. Uh, not my cup of tea, but a lot of people do enjoy it. Hmm. Sasha, you've been at Ad Colony uh, three plus years now. What's been kind of the highlight for you that you personally felt really good about? Oh, um, well, I can, so I think, I think it was a, the, the, the space itself, the business was challenging uh, for the last three or so years, right? Um, you know, I was there, you know, you, you know, I started in that sort of industry early when things were kind of going up and up and then you know, the consolidation is happening and kind of, you know, things are kind of plateauing out in terms of, you know, growth and, 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 and developments and product development, that kind of stuff. So um, one thing that I, th so there's one thing that's, I think happening right now, that's uh, very dear to me. It's connected to, of course, my work at Ad Colony. Um, and it's this whole sort of uh, concept of uh, basically at, doing things ethically. I think ethic is back in vogue, right? Um, if if you look at the you know the, the the use of term ethics in AI, you know artificial intelligence, which is a buzzword to some you know degree, but nevertheless the the the, the combination of those two search terms is kind of going through the roof, right? Um, proliferation of, of of various AI tools and, and whatnot is, is 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 something to do with it, but also I think as a society we're we are finally realizing well we have all this great technology that can do amazing things, but which things are are truly the ones that we should be doing, right? So it's not whether we can do it, but should we do it? And I think uh, uh, this whole sort of uh, uh, a change of heart when it comes to social media. You know, we hail it as the big democratization sort of tool. It's going to help the world come together. And now we're realizing, well, it's actually helping the world <laughs> come apart. Um, I think, I think, uh, 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 looking at you know, thinking about various sort of uh, uh, aspects of doing business ethically is what what was exciting about the last couple of years, right? Um, we have diversity and inclusion um, uh, 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 committee within Ad Colony that I was uh, uh, part of, sort of uh, part of the group that 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 kind of pushed for it. Um, we are we're looking at our operations and the way we deal with our suppliers and our customers in a different way. I think we're uh, in, and it's not it's it's kind of 
we're, we're doing things, we're trying to do things, trying to be fair and fair, better and better, more transparent, not less, right? Uh, digital advertising space is known to be very opaque. There's a lot of stuff happening in the background that's, that's, that's improper. Fraud is rampant. Uh, I mean, no platform is immune to it, but we're, we've been taking aggressive steps to, 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 to try to figure it out, uh, rectify when it happens, um, that kind of stuff. There's plenty of, plenty of room to be done operationally. There's plenty of room to do it culturally. Uh, I remember when, when I started in the industry, the, the mantra was, hey, you know, we're up and up. If we don't do it, someone else will do it. And that, it was in, in reference to some kind of a shady thing, whether you're going to, you know, BS your client or you're not going, you know, it's, it's always ways of doing things less ethically and more ethically when it comes to digital advertising, right? Because we're, we're selling bit, bits and, uh, uh, and pixels. Um, you know, we can, we can, we, there's a lot of way to kind of do that improperly. Um, and I think the entire sort of atmosphere, the culture, everything is kind of changing uh, 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 towards like looking in this, in this things in, in more depth, um, which is, which, which, which is great. I, I, I think it's funny now when you look at like, what's the most desirable, um, but potentially like, you know, higher chances to get you to get employed in the future more easily. If you have degree in more moral philosophy, <laughs> which is <laughs> kind of crazy. That's probably yeah. the last thing to, to advise someone to go and study. And to, now it's, you know, uh, Stanford and MIT have invested billions in, 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 in institutes. They're specifically built to kind of bridge computer science and moral philosophy. So it's kind of like, I, I being being a fan of of, of, of uh, you know philosophy and uh, uh, enjoying reading and all that kind of stuff. It kind of um, it, it it works for me. I'm 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 very excited about it. Hmm. Yeah, we've been hearing a lot about philosophy on the podcast recently. We've had some people who started out and studied philosophy many years ago, and that's what's, what led them to marketing. So it's kind of weird to hear that, you know, that's kind of now a more immediate path of people going back to doing philosophy and studying it. But that's, those are some great final thoughts, Sasha. This has been great. The time flew by. Did you yeah, have a good time? I did. Thank you, guys. It was great talking to you. It's great talking to you. Great meeting you. And it's been, thank you for sharing your time with our listeners and your wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Sasha Mirachov of Ad Colony, the Vice President of Operations. I have been Vincent Petrofessa. He's AJ Gupta. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, email us. Tell us what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you and talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>